1: Andy, i got some great news. There was a celebrity... Ver- have you heard of The Great Pottery Throwdown?
0: On oh, Channel 4? Yeah. 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 Well, they,
1: they did a celebrity version of the show. and did a pile-up right. for it, right? But yeah. it was never broadcast. But I got well, some... Were you on it? No, I was on it. It's a but, shame. Um, I got some malware, right, from Infinity yeah. Rocket Plastics. plastics. <laughs> of course, yeah. So I managed to get hold of a copy. So there was three celebrities... Um, Robert Peston, yeah, Jamie yeah. Vardy, and Roy Hodgson. Right. And okay. the judge yeah. presenter was none other than our favourite nonsense potter, Neil Hunt. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so what I've done is I've edited the highlights into an MP4, right? So well, shall we have a listen?
2: Well, it's an MP4. You'll be able to see it, but this is a podcast, so... Yeah, well... Yeah, I'll, I'll play, all right, play I'll, the audio
1: of it. All I right, guess. I'll quick... I'll quickly, what do they call I'll quickly shrink it into an MP3 for you, all right? Done. All right, thanks. <laughs> right, welcome to the Celebrity Pottery Throwdown. My name is Neil Hunt, and I think you'll find that as a judge, I'm a total nightmare. So don't even think of todding with me or giving me any of your celebrity chutzpah. Right, <laughs> first off, tell me who you actually are, because I haven't got an effing clue. You first, you with the gardening chin. I'm James Vardy, the centre forward for Leicester City Football Club. I believe that art transcends all human endeavour and that social harmony will only ever be achieved through a spiritual realignment. Oh, I see you're a Todd warrior. Well, I've dealt with plenty of your tribe before. Take me on and you'll regret it. What about you? Yes, you. The one who looks like an ancient woodland creature. Who the actual hell are
2: you? Roy Hudson, <coughs> manager of Crystal Palace Football Club and honorary chairman of the South London Warmer Collective. Excuse me, what was that word you said? Warmer. 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 Warmer.
1: Warmer. What? Warmer. Oh, it must be some sort of woodland banter. You're obviously a toadstick. That's all I need to know. And you, Scruffy Herbert, who are who are you? Who actually are you? <coughs>
2: <laughs> uh, i uh, uh, Robert, uh, uh, Peston, I'm, uh, uh,
1: uh,
2: oh for Christ's sake spit it out man, I'm,
1: uh, 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 oh forget it, someone needs to oil this joker's mind. Right, your challenge today, you have two hours to make a simple cereal bowl with a design that illustrates what Todders would call your happy place. Get on with it. Right, your time's up. Bring your bowls to my judge's table. You first, Vardy. Tell me about your bowl. I'm not actually calling it a bowl. I'm calling it an inspiration vessel. Inside the IV is a cross-section of my magic chin. In the centre is the pulsating orb of awakening that simulates my spatial (coughs) awareness when I'm in or around the box. What on earth has that got to do with your happy place? Has your tiny mind dissolved and drip-fed itself out of your arsehole? I don't think you fully comprende, senior potter. That channel between the two defenders to either side of the box is my happy zone. And this pulsating orb is what guides me to this joyous place. It all sounds like the witterings of a pervert to me. But hey, I'm only the greatest nonsense potter in the world. So what do I know? You now, please, scruffy Herbert boy. Tell me about your bowl. <coughs> <It's> Robert Peston. <laughs> Uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> it's a simple
2: uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, Plain but uh, uh, Simple Yes, simple. simple You've got that right, mate Just like the person who made it Try thinking before you speak And that way the world won't have to waste its time Listening to your unfinished <coughs> Symphony of shit Woodland
2: OAP, <laughs> Mr. Hooty Hoot, tell me about your bowl. Bowl? Bowl? I don't think so, you awful strange man. This is a replica of the dromation crucible in which the indestructible lads of Grammar the Gross, and Starbrock was fashioned by the York Elder Thebius. Bowl? I've never been so insulted since last I last saw my wife. It's only suitable for storing insect piss. It's an absolute offence to the eye and the urinary tract. You take that back! How dare you insult the ethereal memory of Devious! I'm gonna kick your fucking lights out, pal! Ah! Get off! Whoa! Like a fucking owl! Get off! Ah. Get off me! That. Get off me out, thing! I should warn you that my brother's ex-boss
1: owns a horse shop that sells whips and he has a brass hand that can rotate at over 90 revs per minute!
2: Oh, not give a fuck, little man! My best friend is Christian Betteke and he's completely off his tits! If I release him, he'll shred you up like a lettuce in a kebab shop!
1: Well, Andy, I had to edit the next bit because the sound went I... to shit, but basically uh... what happened was that Peston pulled Roy off, and Peston Mm. and Roy stood facing Neil Hunt, yeah? Mm. Suddenly, Roy picked up a clay hammer and raised Mm -hmm. it above his head as if to strike Neil, yeah? And Neil says,
2: why is it always little old me? I
1: once painted a mural at a children's hospital! (laughs) And then Vardy's magic chin began to glow and pulsate. The orb inside had sensed the gap between (laughs) Peston and Roy. (laughs) and he sprinted through the gap pushing Roy and Peston aside and delivered his bowl straight into Neil's hands. Thank you, Chinny. I can now see that you spoke only the truth, and what's more, I
2: declare you Potter of the Week. Fucking hell. Ah, uh, ah. That's all from Pottery Throwdown. Join us next week when the guest judge will be Joe fucking Sug.
1: <laughs> and that that was a bit of a shambles wasn't it Andy
2: and that well did it get picked up then by channel 4 no it didn't get picked <laughs> that's up that's su- quite a surprise because it had quite high production values
1: i've got crime files did you, um andrew um, all right okay so i'll yeah. say those words if that's okay crime files Thank you, Andrew. (laughs) So, the small mill town of Skipton in North Yorkshire is well known for its Norman Castle, Canal Side Dining and its easy access to the Yorkshire Dales National Park. In 2016 and 2018, it was declared by the Sunday Times to be the best place to live in England. On the high street can be found a double-fronted shop owned and run by nonsense potter Neil Hunt. As well as housing a small nonsense pottery, it also has shop frontage where customers can enjoy a cup of coffee and a cake and peruse the nonsense pot and tat on sale. On the 26th of August, the cafe and shop were empty when in walked three gentlemen. It was professional football people Calvin Phillips, Patrick Bamford and their coach, Argentinian, Marcus Bielsa. Neil was behind the counter, cleaning the steam pipe on his coffee machine when they arrived. On arrival, one of them changed the front door sign to CLOSED. (laughs) Patrick Bamford was the first to speak. Excuse me, my good man. (laughs) We would like to take refreshment here, and I must insist that the shop is closed to commoners whilst we indulge. We're very important people. I'm Patrick Bamford, don't you know?
2: Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Lord Bamford.
1: If I'd known you were coming, I would have spread rose petals on the floor. Pray please do effing forgive me. (laughs) Calvin... Hey, up, sunshine! Is that being sarcastic? If they are, then I'll crack your head open for you. If young Patrick so orders. Oh, you will, will you? And who are you? Who actually are you? Is fucking footman? And what is that complicated, goddamn awful mess on your head? Is it a haircut or a fucking maze for ants? <coughs> Read that. it, I'm going to lamp you, you pottery prick. Back off, Kelvin, says Patrick. We're in need of a tonic, so let's keep things civil. Sorry about him, Potter. Now, might I order three foffy coffees, please? Foffy coffees? I've never heard of them or it? Oh, you've never heard of foffy coffee? Oh, how funny you locals are. Foffy coffee. It's coffee where the milk is all foffy. What's you on about? What are you actually saying? Do you mean Toffee? <laughs> No, foffy. Like all bubbly and airy. Airy, foffy coffee? Must be a London thing. I'm sorry, I've never heard of it. Help me out here, Beelza. What do poor people call airy, foffy coffee? Bielza? The gaffer needs to sit on his bucket, young Patrick. He's getting a reeked cob on. I say, can I move this chair here, my good man, so that my colleague can sit on his bucket? He's foreign, you see, and that's his little quirk. <laughs> yes, I thought he might be foreign, either that or a scrap dealer.
2: He looks like a scrap dealer. Is he a foreign scrap dealer? That would be some fucking stark combo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he's our gaffer, our saviour, a loco, the passionate thinker. He's always thinking. I only think things occasionally, you know, <laughs> like what haircut to have or whether to have me arse waxed. But Beelze, <laughs> the gaffer, he thinks things nearly most of the time. <laughs> Listen, ca- can he sit on his bucket?
2: <laughs> oh, all
1: right, then. <clears throat> Let's just go against 800 years of Yorkshire tradition and let the bloke from abroad sit on his fucking bucket. <laughs> Now, about these foffy coffees, let me try to describe them for you. As I understand it, it's a strong measure of coffee is put in the bottom of the cup and then foffy milk is made by using that steam pipe you were handling when we came in. Oh, do you mean frothy? No, foffy. I'm sure it's foffy. Well, I don't have any foffy. Not powdered, not liquid, not... I've never even heard of Foffy. And to be perfectly honest with you, you're now walking on my tits with very heavy feet. I'd like you to leave this nonsense establishment. Go
2: on, get out. Just get out, you Foffy runt.
1: Well, at that moment, Bielsa begins to growl and grunt. (laughs) He got onto the floor on all fours, races round the back of the counter and sinks his teeth into Neil's calf. Jesus,
2: wept! Ah, that is very fucking tart! Call him off! Call him off!
1: Not until we get our foffy coffee, Mr Nonsense. (laughs) Call him off or you will regret it. Did you know that my cousin Gary works at a factory that manufactures acetic acid? And my son's friend's father owns a metal fabrication facility that makes pointy-tipped security fencing. Come on, Calvin, let's make our own foffy coffee. I've seen how they do it. Patrick and Calvin go behind the counter and start fiddling with the sheen as Mielsa continues to gnaw on Neil's calves.
2: (laughs) Please call him off! Why, why is it always, little old me?
1: I use energy-saving light bulbs throughout the shop and I only ever eat ethically sourced tuna. You need to turn up the steam to use that
2: machine, for Christ's sake. Let me show you.
1: Release him momentarily, Gaffer. <clears throat> Neil turns the steam onto full temperature and pressure. Come here, you two, and I'll explain the controls. Bamford and Phillips draw their faces close to the machine and Neil hits them with a blast of hot steam straight into their faces. Beelze rises up to confront Neil. And, blasts, <laughs> <laughs> and Neil blasts him straight between the eyes.
2: Oh, 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 oh. Ha,
1: ha, yes, that's it. Ha, ha, fucking ha. That's what I call foffy. Go on, get out, get out of my nonsense pottery. The three men stumble out of the shop, holding their faces in agony. ''I know you meant frothy coffee, but I played you like puppies in the lion's den.'' <laughs> a moment later, Bamford appears at the window. ''Can my gaffer have his bucket back?'' ''Bucket? <laughs> Fuck it, I say!'' And Neil laughed like a thousand school children at a tumbling competition as he undid his trousers and pissed all over the scrap dealer's <laughs> daft blue ''Bucket?''
2: I'm Neil fucking Hunt and I'm loving my life. <laughs>
1: the end.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's Crime Files, uh. Andy. Andy, yeah. it's time for Crime Files, you know. Crime file. The small market town of Otton in Derbyshire is famous for its delicious marzipan tarts and intricately decorated cloisters that line the town square. In recent years it has become a lure for artisans and crafters anxious to escape the throb and thrum of the big city. A peaceful and law-abiding town until the 28th of January 2021 when the peace would be shattered forever. Sorry. Forever. <laughs> it was seven thirty in the morning when Nonsense Potter, Mister Neil Hunt, opened his Nonsense Pottery at the northeast corner of the square. As was his habit, he popped two slices of bread into his toaster and a bowl of baked beans into his microwave. Just as the microwave dinged its finish, a squat, slightly featureless man entered the shop. It was Wade Rudy, the Derbyshire football manager.
2: That's you, Andy. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, lad. Is this the fun pottery shop for daft? Gifts for the missus and that and that and that or that and that? Excuse me, sailor. How dare you? How dare you describe my nonsense? Pottery is a chamber of daftness. Get out and come back when you've learnt some manners. Ah, oh, come on, lad. I was just being friendly. I think your stuff looks the business and I'm desperate for a gift for Colleen and that and that and that and that or that and that. Apologise then. Go on, say that you're sorry and that this shop is nothing short of magnificent. All right, yeah, I'm sorry, and your shop is magnificent. Now, can you recommend a pot that's fit for the princess? And that, and that, and that, and that.
1: Just at that moment, a car pulled outside the shop, driven by an old bloke. A younger man rushed out of the passenger side and into the shop. He looked dirty and unkempt. His face suggested that he hadn't slept for many days. It was Frank Lampard, the ex-Chelsea manager, and he was wielding a large knife.
2: "Alright, Frank, and that and that that that
1: Shut up, mate. Give me my old job back or your dad gets hit." With this, Frank grabbed hold of Neil Hunt, the nonsense potter, and placed the knife against his throat.
2: Get off me, get off me, you fucking barrow boy! Do you realise who you are dealing with? It's not me dad, Frank, that is It's just a shop owner. Leave me, Frank, and that, and that, and that. Oh, just the shop owner, am I? I'll have you know that
1: I once took five wickets for eleven runs in a county standard cricket match and that my ex-wife uncle knows Ron Peake, the bent magistrate. Frank grabbed Neil's arm and pushed it high up his back. Shut up, old man, before it kills you, good and ah, proper.
2: Ah, please, please, please let go. Why is it always little old Neil Hunt the nonsense Potter that gets involved in these shitstorms. Why me? I once sponsored a guide dog called Cartwright. And every day, every single fucking day, I carry out voluntary maintenance
1: of the vicar's motorised lectern. Please let me go. You're going to give me my job, Beckwade. But Wade Rudy is gone. He has vanished from the shop. I might as well just kill you anyway. My life ain't worth living now, I've been abandoned by my precious Chelsea. At that very moment, the door crashes open, and in walks Wade Rudy. He has the old man driver in a chokehold. It's Harry Rennapp, Frank Lampard's granddad. <laughs>
2: Listen, Frank, lad, let go of the hunt and drop the blade or I'll choke out your granddad. you got to see sense. <laughs> go home, Frank, and have a nice mug of chicken soup or some pork chops and that and that and that and
1: that. Harry Redknapp's face is turning blue and his eyes are revolving like a puppy on the skunk. Frank drops the knife and falls to his knees in tears. Wade releases Rednap. What was I thinking? Oh, I'm so sorry, Gwen Gwendad. <laughs> I wish I was back on the East Street Market selling cockles and nylon knickers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> listen to him! Just fucking listen to him whimpering like a baby with a shitty nappy and tight shoes!
1: <laughs> Harry picks up Frank and they leave the shop together. <sighs>
2: well, young man, you've turned out to be something of a hero, so what is it that I can help you with? What would you recommend for actual proper princess and that and that and that and that? What about this bust here? This bust of Sylvester Stallone eating a corn cob? No doubt about it. It's a fucking beauty. Okay, like, I'll take it. How much is it? £430,000. Deal? Nice one. I'm
1: Neil fucking Hunt and I'm loving my life.
2: So, Andrew, nice. Uh, there we go. Crime Frank files. A knife. That was very unusual for me personally because Frank Lampard has a significant impact on my other podcast, Top Flight Time Machine, and he sounds All completely right. different in that. So I'm, can't just I gonna, that. I'm just going to pretend <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> How does he sound on yours? Frank Lampard is like this. He's very self important and he always follows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> and we've we, we've managed to make Lamparding into a, a verb and a you know a way of life. Oh, really? But uh, <laughs> that's Top Flight Time Machine. If you want to check it out.
1: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm Files. The Norfolk town of Sherrington is a typical English seaside destination replete with beach huts, cobbled streets and alleyways and its famous Victorian promenade. Crime is almost unknown in Sherrington, apart from the occasional drunk and disorderly in high season. But that changed on the 2nd of July 2020, a day that the town will never forget. (laughs) Local nonsense potter Neil Hunt was taking a mid-morning stroll along the grass-topped cliffs that overlooked the harbour when he came across two young fellas enjoying a picnic together. It was Meikle Richards, ex-City of Manchester footballing, and Raheem Sterling, footballing of Manchester City. <laughs> Neil. Excuse me, young man, but I'm afraid you're not allowed to picnic in this area. It clearly says so on the signage at every available entrance. <laughs> Mika. Oh, sorry, mate, but what business is it of yours, you old Crank. I'll tell you what business it is of mine. I'm a local nonsense potter who pays a fortune in taxes and rates to this community. Is that good enough for you? Is that good enough for you, you Royal Highness? Raheem Sterling. We all pay our taxes, mate. That doesn't make you special. And anyway, what harm are we doing? Yeah, yeah, we're just having some Charlie cakes and Mr Kipling's... Hey, do you know Mr Kipling, mate? You look about his age. (laughs) I didn't say you were causing any harm. I simply pointed out that picnicking here is against the regulations. That sort of shit can soon lead to anarchy. And by the way, Mr Kipling isn't a real person. He's just made up. What? Like Robin Hood or Sting? No, not really. Sting and Robin Hood are myths or fables. Mr Kipling is just a marketing device. I bet Sting or Robin Hood would let us have our picnic. That's as maybe, but they don't actually exist, whereas the council regulations are very real indeed. Now, on your bike before I call the police... But mate, if Sting doesn't exist, then surely the police don't exist. (laughs) Oh, right, Rick. Well, let's find out, shall we, mate? I'll phone 999. (laughs) Neil took his Nokia out of his anorak. Christ, will you have a look at that phone? It's so old, you probably have to put a penny in the slot to activate it. <laughs> As Neil begins to dial, Milka jumps up and punches the phone out of his hand so brutally that the phone flies over the edge of the cliff into oblivion.
2: <laughs> oh shit. <laughs>
1: Mika grabs Neil by the scruff of his anorak. Look, mate, he's 500 quid towards your taxes and new phone. Take it and get fuck on your way.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: get off me! Take your hands off me, you fucking giggling halfwit. I'm meeting my brother-in-law here today, and I'll have you know that he owns a machete restoration business that also sells harpoons. Stop in, mate. You're so old. You bought your first car off Fred Flintstone. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, you're so old that you went to an antiques auction and three people made bits for you. <laughs> Neil tried to pull himself away from Richards, but he just tightened his grip around Neil's neck. Oh. Why? Why is it always little old me? I once spray-painted my poodle for a charity function and I'm leaving my incredible potting hands
2: to medical science.
1: All of a sudden, Raheem lets out a scream.
2: Oh!
1: <laughs> then Micah, bloody threepence. Neil turned his head to see Rahim being dragged along the grass with a large harpoon bolt attached to his tracksuit. On the other end of the harpoon rope is Neil's brother Gary, who's wielding a huge, partly restored machete.
2: <laughs> Again?
1: Yeah?
2: No. i that one. How dare you
1: assault Neil Hunt, the nonsense Potter! Get out of here, you pair of Todd Warriors! Mika lets go of Neil and legs it. He pulls the harpoon out of Raheem's puffer puffer vest and carries him away in his sneaky sports hold-all. (laughs) (laughs) That's right! Go on, run! Go on, run! Good lad, Gary! Come on, let's eat those bastards' cakes! (laughs) Gary and Neil sit down and devour what is left of the picnic. As Neil finishes the final bun, he gets up and stands on the cliff edge. He shouts out towards the distant waves, I'm Neil Hunt and I'm loving my life. (laughs) So that were Crown Files under you? I don't know.
2: I thought that was good.
1: You enjoy that one? That was strong.
2: I did. I enjoyed it. But it's not important, is it? (laughs)
1: Oh, Andy, hmm. I've got a Crime Files. Oh, how nice. So, um, here we go. let that. Crime Files. The small Lancashire town of Egerton is famous for its tea shops, antique market and 12th century church with its unusual timber steeple. The pace of life is slow and relaxed, its residents mainly elderly and retired. The only crimes and occasional drunk driver or petty damage to the public toilets by the market cross in the town square. But all that was to change on the 11th of September, 2018. Tucked behind the high street in a converted dairy was the premises of local nonsense potter Neil Hunt. On this day he had just fired up his kiln and was about to bake some nonsense chipmunk figures and a nonsense jug <laughs> with an image of a dormouse playing darts on the side. Suddenly the shop door opened and the sound of a man laughing filled the shop. <laughs> 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 it was Mika Richards, ex-footballing of City of Manchester. Hello, mate. Is this nonsense pottery, eh? (laughs) 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 Oh, God, give me strength. Let me ask you, young man, what does the signage say on the window? Uh, Neil Hunt, nonsense pottery. Very good. And what are all these items (laughs) on display on my shelving units? For example, that nonsense decorative glazed sphere there. Looks like pottery to me, mate. Excellent. So where do you think you are? Er, uh, Mr Neil Hunt's nonsense pottery shopper. <laughs> you are correct. Now, tell me, what's with that hideous laugh you're making every time you speak? It's not like you've actually said something funny. Uh, it's just something I do, you know, to make people Happy? Happy? Happy, are you actually serious? On what planet and in what circumstance would someone guffawing for no reason cause the recipient to experience happiness? Oh look, mate, I don't really know. I'm just here to find a present for me mate Roy Keane. I upset him the other night by saying he was never as good a player as Pogba and that he was scared to head the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Keane? Who on earth is Roy Keane? The door to the shop opened, and in strides, Roy Keane.
2: <laughs> i have tried to summon Roy Keane from the other podcast now. Right, Roy, Roy I'm Roy fucking Keane, and I've never been in a good mood my whole life.
1: <laughs> He's pretty fast, isn't he? Blimey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, g- get out of my shop, right, fucking Kane. I don't like your attitude. Who do you think you are? John fucking Wick? you your talking, old man of pots? No, Richards, tell me again what you said about my hidden skills, if you actually dare.
1: Of course I dare. I said you can't hit a ball because you're scared it hurts you.
2: <laughs> Quit with the laughing, Richards, you clown. I can't. <laughs> right, let's see if I'm scared to use my head. Throw that pottery sphere at me head and I'll hit the living shit out of it.
1: Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Mika takes the sphere off the shelf and prepares to throw it in the air for Roy to head. Now, what are you doing? That's a one-off representation of the moon in its nonsense phase. <laughs> it's worth over a thousand pounds. Put it down now. Roy strides over to Neil and grabs him around the neck, creasing his loose neck skin like a chamois leather. Off me. do you not know who you're dealing with? My brother-in-law's boss sells agricultural-grade insecticides to Iran and my niece's husband owns a shop that sells very sharp metal rods to the pointy rod people. <laughs> Roy-, <laughs> Roy throws Neil down to the ground.
2: Right, Richard, through the sphere. No, please, no, it's a delicate piece. Why, oh, why is
1: it always little old me? For Christ's sake! I helped dredge the village pond last week, and I once ate 50 Broutworths to raise money for a play bus
2: for daft kids!
1: But Neil's pleas are ignored, and Mika tosses the ball towards Roy. As the ball reaches the apex of its trajectory, a look of pure panic crosses Roy's face.
2: I can't do it! It's just too scary!
1: Roy runs out of the shop at full pelt, followed by his devil dog that hasn't been previously mentioned. <laughs> its name was J- <laughs> Its name was John. For anyone who was interested, Neil adjusts his position, reaches his arms out, and manages to catch the sphere before it hits the deck. Well, old man, I-, I think I'll buy the sphere and give it to Roy to remind him of his shit ho. <laughs> Ha ha ha, ha ha ha. Yes, well the price just went up. 2000 pounds. Take it or leave it. D- leave it, laughter man. I'll take it. And do you want the CCTV footage of your mate shitting his miserable pants? Oh yes, please, boss. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's an extra 500. No problem, I'm very keen. Very keen to see it. (laughs) Still not funny. Mika paid and left the shop with his sphere and Neil Hunt went back to his kiln, whispering under his breath, I'm Neil Hunt and I'm loving my life. (laughs) And that's it, Andy. That's it. Crime... The small Cheshire hamlet of Waitling is an old Saxon settlement famous for its mullion-windowed high street and 14th century Coaching Inn, once reputedly, a favoured destination for Henry VIII. Life is slow-paced and sleepy, crime something that the residents only see on their TVs. That was until the 24th of September, 2021, when everything was to change.
2: Shit, where's it gone? Fuck. Sorry.
1: In a small converted Sunday school at the end of the high street, could be found the nonsense pottery of Mr Neil Hunt. A confirmed bachelor, he resided alone in the flat above his workshop. It was 7.30 in the morning and Neil Hunt was still in his pyjamas enjoying a mug of coffee and a nice hot pudding standing beside his kiln.
2: Ah, this is absolutely
1: perfect. Nice and cosy and no customers for at least an hour. Suddenly the door to the workshop burst open and in strode Jordan Henderson and Jordan Pickford. Neil didn't turn around but simply shouted... I'm not open yet. The opening times are clearly displayed on the front door. Please return when you're in compliance with the aforementioned opening times. Goodbye. Neil could sense that his unexpected customers had not left the shop as instructed. He turned to address them. Jesus Christ, are you a couple of squaddies still drunk from last night's shenanigans or something? Jordan Henderson responded. Nah, don't drink the daisies. Too much ballast and you sunk. what's not the lake if you keep it countryside on Red Hot Lake what is the matter with you man you aren't making any sense whatsoever do you need help of some sort because you can't phone from here I don't have a phone go out and get out and go back
2: to your barracks
1: (coughs) Jordan Pickford do you want want to do Jordan Pickford
2: I got the script
1: you just do it (laughs) He's very suddenly, and he? Suddenly, lad, I... Tell me like that, mate. We just wanted to buy some knick-knacks and tatty figures for our wives in our know, cars. We didn't get back home last night in our know, cars with what being <laughs> out on the lash... Uh, and uh, and that. Look, I've told you, the shop isn't open yet. And especially so
2: for a couple of Todd warriors like you. Now go on, get out, out. Well, you got to help us. Shit might hit various
1: fans and grudges old and imagined might envelop us. Misery <laughs> and regret dating walnuts <laughs> What me, mate, is trying to say, cos, is that, you know, we could, like, be in our right bother if we don't go home, cos, without an apology gift like, you know, you're the only shop with a light on, and, to be honest, uh, our only hope... One Kenobi. <laughs> Aye, very good, John. <laughs> you seem to be acting under the misapprehension that I actually give a fuck about your domestic situations. How much on uh, them big red hearts with the arrows through them and the dog dirt on top? Dog dirt? You think that's a dog dirt? It's a Corinthian scroll with curved indents. Can you not see I'm eating a hot pudding? Now fuck off, you pair of squaddy Herberts, before it gets cold! Right, that's it. I've had enough insult thrown, received, and now comes the Reaper. Release the Pickford! With this instruction, <laughs> Jordan Pickford ran at Neil Hunt and slide tackled him at knee height, sending him hurtling to the floor. Oh! <laughs> Henderson picked up Neil Hunt's pudding and started spooning it into his mouth. Oh, yeah, nice warm pudding. Flipside is you're on the deck and another Pickford release is on the cards that you yet to smelt or dealt with. Christ, (laughs) that hurt. This Pickford is a fucking nightmare. Or his brain's made of compost. You'd better get out now. I don't think you know how you're dealing with. My brother's business partner owns a magnesium ribbon factory and that shit is highly fucking flammable. Releasing the Pickford Cross Punch in five, four, three... No, please, please, no, no. Why is it always little old me? I once donated four tins of rhubarb to the Harvest Festival and I've got a Jesus Saves magnet on my stepladder. So, Cos, how much are the big red hearts with the scrolls on top, then? £5,000 each, but you can have both for 9000 Just leave me alone. <laughs> That's better be better. You want Mr Hunt for Red October? He's the cash. Keep it country style. Don't you want me, baby? Goodbye. The footballers <laughs> left the shop with their dog-dirt hearts and Neil slowly raised himself up off the pottery floor. ha fucking
2: heart.
1: See, those giant hearts were marked up at 500 quid and for the life of me, the scrolls are indistinguishable from Dog Todd. <laughs> I'm Neil Hunt and I'm loving my life. <laughs> uh. And Andrew, that uh, is something that really happened.